Welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. My name is Victor, and I'm here again with nobody, actually. Mike's out gallivanting around the country, and uh, I'm going to be left alone today to uh, hold down the fort by myself. So uh, if this is your first time listening, things are going to be a little bit different. If you're returning, welcome. And uh, again, things are going to be a little bit different today. I'm here all by my lonesome while, excuse me, while Mike is traveling around the country. I'm sure we'll hear about those stories next week. But uh, everything's a little different today because typically we also record these episodes on Mondays. But yesterday was a little bit crazy. We didn't get a chance to record. Um, So today I'm sitting down. It's a Tuesday, which I'm a little glad that it's a Tuesday and I got to record today. And I'll tell you why. So I had my way in my newest update on where I'm at for this week. And yesterday, I was not as happy as I am today. So yesterday, I weighed in, and I was at 229.2, which, again, if you're new to this uh, podcast, I started this whole journey at 246 pounds. So I was down to 229.2 or 0.6, sorry, which is only 0.2 pounds lower than I was last week. I was a little bummed out, a little disappointed. I thought I was eating pretty well. We were, Mike and I had discussed about maybe there's some changes I need to make in order to keep the progress going. And then I slept last night and I woke up today. And today I got back on that scale, and I weighed in at 228 pounds. I had lost a pound and a half overnight. Now, we've talked about this before, how I've gotten frustrated throughout the week. This week was especially frustrating because it was all week long, and I just kept gaining weight all week. So I thought something had changed. We had talked about maybe there was a change in my activity level wasn't as high as it should have been. I wasn't getting in the steps that I uh, need that I've been told to uh, try to attain. And then Tuesday happened. I weighed in 228. I have lost a pound and a half since last week. And it's that whoosh effect that Mike talks about all the time. It's absolutely frustrating when you're on a journey to trying to lose weight and you gain weight all week long and then you do your weigh-in and it drops a pound, a pound and a half, it is very relieving on the day that you get the big weight loss. But all week long, you're wondering why this is happening. Now, I know Mike and I have talked about it in the past of anytime you eat carbs, your body stores water weight with the carbs. However... If you're like me, you like carbs, so I eat them, and when I eat them, it really is frustrating because it's tenfold that you feel like you've failed, and so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I kind of want to talk about that feeling of failure, that feeling of why am I even doing this if I can't succeed, because I'm sure I'm not alone that I get that feeling a lot when it comes to weight loss. Which for me is a little strange, I feel at least it's a little strange because I'm a pretty confident individual in general. I have no problem walking up to somebody and talking to them. I 
have no problem ordering Chinese food uh, and calling and also picking it up. I know there's a lot of people out there who do not like making that phone call to order food. I have no problem with that kind of stuff. I would consider myself very much, very much an extrovert, extrovert, having trouble with words today. Very much so would consider myself an extrovert. So when it comes to this weight loss journey, it is very awkward and unusual territory for myself. Having this feeling of, I can't do it, this feeling of failure, this feeling of not really myself. So I just wanted to talk about how frustrating it gets and the things that I've been working on since I started this journey to try to overcome those things. Now, we've talked about in the past, when I first started going to the gym, how intimidating it was. And to be real with you, it is really intimidating. I know we touched on it a few episodes, but the gym is still intimidating. I'm getting more comfortable with it. I have tried to do things to become more comfortable, like talking to other people and not being so antisocial while I'm in the gym. But it's hard because everyone's kind of in their own zone. They have their earbuds in, their headphones. I as well have headphones in. So it's hard to just strike up conversation. I've been lucky a couple times that I've run into people that I know that I know in the gym and I was able to strike up a conversation and that is way more comforting and allows them to be more comfortable, but that doesn't happen every time. So to overcome the gym, I have definitely tried communicating with people and taking a really big breath before I go in and trying to calm myself and realize I'm just here to do the things I got to do, as is everybody else. One of the things for me that has been, I don't want to say comforting, but eye-opening for my experience with the gym is as somebody who's been overweight most of his adult life, I always looked at other people who were in shape or skinny and just thought it was just natural, that it was something that they were just blessed with at birth. And I'm sure there are those people out there. But what I've come to realize more by going to the gym is there's a lot more people working on being healthy than I ever thought because I never was one of those people. I didn't go to the gym regularly. I didn't watch what I ate. I didn't pay attention to what I was eating. But there's a lot of people out there. And so a lot of the people that I've assumed for years were just fortunate or it's because they work this certain job that maybe manual labor or something of the such that they're able to stay in shape. And they just aren't hungry like I am. They just don't understand what my plight is. But the reality of it is they do understand at least a little bit because they've started there. They've come from that. And they pay attention to what they're eating and how they're treating their bodies, even if it's minimal compared to what other people do. There's still a lot of people out there that I took for granted the idea that they pay attention to any of that and that they weren't just blessed with it. So that's one of the big eye-opening things for me has been walking to the gym, seeing people that I've seen around town and 
thinking to myself, I had no idea this person went to the gym. It was very much a comforting thing for me. I don't I don't know if it was extremely comfortable, but it was one of those things that just made me breathe a little easier thinking, well, I didn't think that person needed a gym and obviously they're going to the gym. So maybe this isn't as crazy an idea as I thought it was. And that made it a little bit easier for me to be in the gym, made it a little bit easier and more comfortable to stay there and work on the things that I got to work on because I've got a long road yet. It's been awesome. I'm down 18 pounds from where I started on this journey, which 18 pounds is a huge number. There's a lot of people that would love to lose 18 pounds, but it wasn't easy. It's been easier than I thought it was going to be because losing weight is a struggle. Losing weight is difficult. But one of the things that I've kind of been holding on to this whole time is also it took me 40 years to get to here. I didn't wake up one day and weighed 246 pounds. Every day I made choices, and those choices led me to 246 pounds. So I decided to wake up again and make better choices, make different choices. And those choices are now leading me down a road of success. Now, I enlisted help. Mike, who's normally with me, Mike the Bear, who's normally with me, is coaching me and he's helping. But he's only coaching. He's not lifting the weights for me. He's not cooking my food for me. He's not feeding me exactly what I need. He is making suggestions for me to follow. And when it comes down to it, I still need to find the motivation. I need to find the inspiration to keep going, to keep doing it. Now, I created this podcast because I wanted to inspire other people to keep going, to keep doing it. However, I also created this podcast to keep me doing it because having to come and talk to you guys every week is very much motivational for me. And I created this to help with that motivation, to help with that inspiration, to keep moving, keep doing what you have to do. I had my uncle I uh, talk to all the time. He's um, My uncle and I are, are very close. And we were having a conversation the one time, and this was before I started any of this stuff. And I was talking about how I wanted to lose some weight, and I was, I think I'm going to start doing this, and I think I'm going to start doing that. I was telling him all my big plans, you know, because that's what we all do. We all make big plans. We all come up with these ideas that this is what's going to be successful, And he said to me something that didn't resonate as much as it's resonating as it is now. He said to me, that's fine. I mean, choose whatever you want to do, but just do it. And I was kind of offended because I was like, of course, I'm going to do it. That's what I'm talking about. This is is my plan. This is what what I'm doing. And now that... I'm in the midst of this journey, I realize what that kind of means a little bit more. It means I have help with Mike to do even better decisions, which is why I'm having such quick results as I've lost 18 pounds now in nine weeks. But 
You just got to do it. Your results may not be the same. In fact, they may even be better than mine. But they may not be as as drastic as mine either. And that's okay. Just do it. Go for that walk. Pay attention to that thing that you're eating or that you're drinking. Just do what you got to do. Make the choice today to change one little thing until that becomes habit. And let those habits stack up. I'm constantly talking to people in general because, like I said, I'm, I consider myself a pretty positive person. I'm, I'm always looking at the, the bright side of life. And I tell people a lot that one bad decision can tear down everything. But one good positive decision never builds everything and never creates the euphoria that you want. You have to stack your decisions. And the same thing holds true with this journey. You have to stack your positive decisions, your good choices. They're like building blocks. So today, you drink one less soda than you normally do. And then tomorrow, you cut out soda altogether. Now, I say today and tomorrow as if it's a day-by-day choice and day-by-day decision, which the decisions are day-by-day, but... Maybe to cut out to one less soda takes you a whole month to to hold on to that. And then you feel like you have a hang of it. And then you continue on. And that's when you make the choice to say, you know what? I don't even need this soda. I'm going to cut it out. Now, I'm not villainizing soda. I still drink soda on occasion. There's nothing better than an ice-cold Coca-Cola, personally. Maybe that's why I was destined to move to Georgia. I don't know. But ice-cold Coca-Cola is one of my vices. And I really don't want to give it up. But the difference that I've changed is I don't drink it every day. It's a nice treat, though, when I do drink it. So don't be afraid to treat yourself on those little splurges. But it makes those splurges so much better. So much more important and feel like you're really treating yourself When before, it was just the norm. So make that choice today to change something. Change one thing. And let that one thing lead you into another thing. And let that other thing lead you into the next thing. And a year's gone by and you've made a lot of changes that felt insurmountable when you started the year. I'm only nine weeks in. And the changes that I've made I never thought I would get to where I'm at in nine weeks. Now, again, it's only been nine weeks. So do I revert back to where I was when I finally hit my goal? I don't know. But that's for tomorrow me to worry about, not for today me. Today me is focused on changing one thing here and there. I've started eating way more protein. We talk about that all the time. I eat a lot more protein than I ever have eaten before. And that was a change. That was a choice. That's something that I had to do to try and make better choices. So I'm continually trying to stack positive choices. Now, I could choose tomorrow to wreck the whole thing and say, this is hard. 
because it is hard. I know we talk about how awesome it is, and I'm always trying to be inspirational on the show because that's who I am. That's my nature. But I wanted to take this opportunity with Mike not here to break it down to the reality of it. this stuff is really hard. And we want to continue to be positive, and I'm going to continue to be positive because it's also fun when you're in it. And you can make it exciting. There are things that are easier than I ever thought they were going to be. But easier is still a level of hard. It is still hard to lose weight. It is still hard to make proper choices all the time. I've chosen to fit in things because it's hard. I ate donuts yesterday. Two of them for breakfast. And then I ate a better sensible lunch. But I didn't let those donuts destroy my mentality of what I've built. So yeah, it's okay to splurge. It's okay to have the donuts. I just don't eat donuts every day. I would love to eat donuts every day. I love donuts. But if I ate donuts every day, I'd put myself right back in the place where I was. And to me, that's the deal breaker. I can't be back in that place. I don't want to be back in that place. I enjoy where I'm at now. I didn't realize how how much I didn't want to be in that place until I started getting away from that place and realized I had just been comfortable being in that place. That weight was literally a weight on me holding me down into where I was. And I had convinced myself that I was okay with that. And I was okay with that. But I'm definitely more okay with where I'm at now. I'm definitely happier and brighter and more cheerful about where I'm at now than where I was then. So do yourself a favor and start making small choices and make those choices build. You don't have to do it as quickly as I did. I love that you guys are interested in listening to the podcast, and I hope we can shine some light onto some of the myths that are out there, some of the struggles that are out there, but this is the biggest take that I've had on this whole journey, is learning piece by piece how to stack your good decisions. I have another example of how I've screwed this up from the beginning. So I've been working out since the beginning of this. Mike gave me a routine. I've been doing my workout routine twice a week. Yes, I've missed some workouts. Yes, I had to change some things. But it's so much information when you start this journey. He threw so much stuff at me about how to eat, how to do this. And I've talked about in the beginning how I kind of ignored some of the stuff at first because it was just too much. And I just wanted to focus on doing one thing at a time. Like when I started eating differently. I started focusing just on the protein and I ignored my fiber intake. And then once I felt like I had a little bit better handle or idea and it felt like it was in my brain a little bit better, I started focusing on the fiber. And now I feel like I understand how to get to my fiber marker. So it it was a process. It took me a little bit a little bit longer. It wasn't immediate that I was jumping into doing those things. It took me a couple weeks. But in that process of trying to step through, I've missed things. 
we talk about it on the podcast and it still didn't register to me. So when I'm working out, Mike talks about all the time about doing your workouts on the brink of failure. Now, I've lifted years ago when I was in high school and had some classes when I was in college on uh, athletic training, sports medicine, and I thought I learned a little bit, and I did learn a little bit, but things have changed. Science changes all the time, and when I was learning, you had to make sure you didn't go too crazy in the first set because you wanted to have enough gas to get through the last set. Well, when he was talking about every set to failure, I kept thinking you wanted to make sure you got towards failure at the end by the last set. But he actually means every single set to failure. So that's something that I just learned. I just, it just clicked in my brain. And I've been working out for nine weeks with a coach. And this just registered that I was doing it wrong. And at first I was really bummed about it because I couldn't believe I've been working for nine weeks and I screwed this up and what? where else could I be at? I could be further, I could be stronger, I could be, but I'm not. And that's okay. I've learned it. I now have it in my brain and I will do it from here on out. Again, the mental side of all of this is hard. The physical side is hard. Carrying all that extra weight makes you feel worse. It, it's tough. It's a struggle. So make that struggle simpler by worrying about one thing at a time. If you don't want to go into the gym, don't go into the gym to start. Find a way to do something at home. The resistance bands that I have, they're definitely a workout. You can get a really good workout with resistance bands. And remember, resistance training is what helps. It shows, according to Mike, it shows the best results in all of this stuff. It adds muscle, which adding extra muscle is never a bad thing. And now when we talk about adding muscle, it's not bulky, big muscle. It's just some extra muscle. You feel a little bit stronger. I'm nowhere near bulky. I mean... I'm bulky because I have a big gut, but I'm not bulky because I have a lot of muscle. But there's definitely extra muscle on me now than there was before. Now, not a lot, but I feel stronger. I can lift things a little bit easier. My back doesn't hurt as bad as it ever did. And for me, that's a big deal. I stand for hours on end when I play music, for three to five hours sometimes. I stand still in one place, and that is really hard on your back. And I've had back pain for years. But through this journey and through this, uh, the choices that I'm making, I've been strengthening my back. And I haven't had back pain in like six weeks. Now, I was doing some stuff for my back prior to doing this weight loss journey. I had start do, started doing some standing rows with a resistance band. I just picked one up at, I think, Walmart. And started doing some standing rows just to strengthen my back a little bit. And it made a big difference. So am I a doctor telling you that this is what I'm prescribed for you? No, not at all. In fact, 
if you have real back pain and real issues, you should probably see a doctor. But I had nagging, aching pains that I didn't go see a doctor for and started strengthening my core, my body in general. And I've noticed a major difference. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. And I'm going to tell you my three things that I've learned so far. The three things that I've learned so far, I'm putting myself on the spot because I didn't prepare for this, by the way. The three things that I've learned so far in this journey is a lot of it is mental. The mental part of weight loss to me is the most important piece. Getting yourself in a better state of mind is the most important piece because your body kind of is your body. And I'm fortunate that I don't have any major ailments, issues that I have to worry about. But there's plenty of people who live with ailments or struggles every day. And they have to overcome that mentally before they can even move on to anything else. My struggle was I let my weight get out of control. And now I have to overcome mentally where I'm at and allow myself to get into a better place. But that first starts with my brain and being in a better mental place. So being in a good mental state that and focusing on the mental side of this and not just letting it be just a, a body issue thing, that's hard to do, but it's important. The other side of it is just do it. Just get up and do it. It's really easy to sit in the couch and say, oh, well, Monday I'll start or tomorrow or after this event or after that or that. Just do it. Go for a walk today. You don't normally walk? Okay. So go for a five-minute stroll. If you live down south, it's beautiful out right now. In fact, it's probably beautiful up north. I don't know. I didn't check the weather. But it's that time of year where things are getting beautiful outside. So go see for yourself how beautiful it is outside. It doesn't have to be two hours of walking. It doesn't have to be an hour of walking. Start today with 10 minutes of walking. And if that's too much for you, then start with five. Just start. That's my number two. And number three is... Allow yourself flexibility. Allow yourself to not be so stringent on your plan. It's great to have a plan, and I love the fact that I have a plan and that I didn't have to make my plan, first off. Having a coach has allowed me to just shut my brain off of building anything and just focus on the, this is what I got to do, so let me go do that. And if I have any questions or concerns, I have somebody to turn to at all times. That is extremely helpful. But allow yourself some flexibility. I was really stressed out in the beginning about the idea of missing a workout or adjusting the workout. And we've talked about that on other podcasts. But allowing myself flexibility at this point, that's a huge part of it. And that really feeds into that mental side. Because I'm not so mad if I eat two donuts, where before I wasn't eating anything like that because I was so worried about it. And now I've lost weight a little bit slower, 
but I'm okay with that because I'm still losing weight. I'm still getting to the place where I want to be. But I'm still getting to enjoy the donuts with my son, which is, that's why we had donuts yesterday. I took him to uh, Krispy Kreme and we picked out some donuts. And I don't want to lose those moments. I don't want to lose the moments of sharing donuts with my my child or having ice cream with family or just having ice cream because I want it. But I want to be able to incorporate it into my life in a healthier way. So pay attention to those couple things. Give yourself the freedom of change, of flexibility. Don't be so mad at yourself. Don't beat yourself up as bad. And just start doing it. In fact, if you're listening now and you're driving somewhere, when you get out of the car, take a loop around your car. Add a couple extra steps. If you're at home, get up off the couch. Walk around a little bit. Make a change. It doesn't have to be big changes at first because small, positive choices start to stack up and all of a sudden you're in a much better place. So... Nine weeks in, I hope I can maintain this energy. I hope I can maintain this trajectory of success that I'm on. Do I know for sure where I'm going to end up? No, I don't. But I do know where I don't want to get back to. And for me, that's motivation. That is absolute motivation. And of course, my computer has to make noise again. But anyway... Guys, thank you so much for listening for another episode. Please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want somebody to talk to a little bit about the struggle and about the journey, shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. FindingMyFit at 40 at gmail.com is the email. Check out our Facebook page, FindingMyFit at 40. And we'll see you next week. Mike should be back. Thanks for listening, guys.